Shane Bieber and the South Carolina football coaching staff nabbed their second commitment this weekend. Today, Gamecock Nation, we welcome home Montague Rams II. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines in your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, as always, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast daily. However, the South Carolina Gamecocks continue the recruiting momentum that they have started this weekend. Of course, they got the surprise commitment from 2024 three-star cornerback Carson Hobbs yesterday, and now the Gamecocks have received a commitment from someone that they've been expecting to commit for quite some time. In 2023, four-star edge defender out of Sumter High School in Sumter, South Carolina, Montague Rams II. Now, this was an extremely important get for South Carolina, and why was that the case? Well, the Gamecocks up to this point have swung and missed on every other guy on the edge slash defensive end recruiting board for the 2023 cycle. Chandavian Bradley out of Missouri, he committed to Tennessee. Javon Harvey out of North Carolina, committed to North Carolina. Desmond Omeazulu out of Maryland is leaning towards Ohio State. Now, I understand that five-star Nicholas Harbour out of Maryland also plays the edge position for his high school, but I don't see him playing that in college personally, so I don't really qualify him as a bona fide edge prospect on the recruiting board, more so of an athlete. But with all this being said, that doesn't mean that Montague Rams, by any means, was a backup option. Montague was a guy that this Gamecock coaching staff have been going after real hard for the last several months now, pretty much this entire year. And as I mentioned earlier, they were expecting this for a pretty good while. It's been documented that Montague Rams has visited the South Carolina Gamecocks at least eight times unofficially in this process. Five more than NC State, who was second in that regard. And again, he's a home state kid from Sumter, South Carolina, which is about an hour east of the University of South Carolina's central campus. So needless to say, this was a recruiting battle that for many different reasons, the South Carolina Gamecocks needed to win. Now, how good of a prospect is Montague Rams II? Well, he's rated a four-star and the fourth best prospect in the state of South Carolina, according to 24-7 Sports Composite Rankings. And I haven't talked about this in a minute, so I just want to make sure that everyone understands real quick. The Composite Rankings for 24-7 Sports is the average of all four major recruiting services. Those services being Rivals, 24-7 Sports, ESPN, and On3. So if you're a four-star or higher on a composite ranking like 24-7 Sports, then you're a pretty decent prospect. And there was also a bunch of other teams that were in pursuit of Montague Rams as well. Teams like Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, NC State, and many others all offered Montague. So Montague was definitely a guy that a lot of big-time programs coveted. But at the end of the day, South Carolina was just too much for all of these teams. Now, Montague is going to bring some really big-time traits as a run-stopper to the football field. And there's a few things that I was very excited about when looking back at his junior year film 
at Sumter High School. But before I do get into all of that, I do need to let you all know that BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports information. You'll find the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including college football and NFL futures, regular season Major League Baseball, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC all the way to boxing. BetOnline acts as a continuous source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting, eSports, and much, much more. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action because Bet Online is where the game starts. All right, now let's get into some of the film notes that I took from the junior year film of Montague Rams II. So Montague, as far as I could tell, is a defender who's very good at diagnosing run plays and subsequently where the ball is going. Now, I'm not going to get into all the nuances of all the different types of blocks that offensive linemen could do during a play, but the main point is this. Montague, in terms of diagnosing everything that's going on around him, understanding what all is happening, and based on what the opposing offensive lineman is doing, can figure out where the play is going and therefore where he needs to end up at. He was extremely good at this and by far the best on the defense for Sumter High School last season. He's also extremely strong in his upper body for a guy that weighs 235 pounds, according to his 24-7 sports player profile. When he got his hands on opposing offensive linemen in the film that I watched, Montague had no issue very often, especially one-on-ones, driving offensive linemen back with sheer ease. I mean, he made it look like it was just a Sunday stroll when he was out there on the football field. He also possesses a nice little swim-swipe combo move in pass rush, which, to explain that real quick, let's say that I'm going up against an offensive lineman. He's on this side of me. And I'm going up against him half a man, basically kind of just half shaded over the offensive lineman. So a swim swipe combo move is basically where you kind of bring your arm back like this, swing it over like this, like basically you're swimming if you're going like this with your arms. And a swim swipe combo move basically means once you get your hand over the offensive lineman, you then basically swipe your hand down as quick as you can, therefore throwing the offensive lineman's hand away from you. So that way, in Montague's case, he has an easy path now behind that offensive lineman and a straight shot right at the quarterback. He used this move a decent amount in the pass rushing that I saw in his film and did a pretty good job as well. He also has a nasty mean streak to him, and he's not afraid to put somebody on their backside. Now, I will say there was some good and bad with this. Of course, you always want to have defenders who want to put guys in the dirt, and quite frankly, during a game, seem like they don't really care at all for their well-being. Obviously, not 100% serious, but you know, basically, once you step in between the white lines, If you're not wearing the same color jersey as my team, you are my enemy, and I'm going to put you in the dirt for 60 straight minutes. That's the way Montague carries himself on the field. But there were times where he had somewhat late hits on quarterbacks. There was even a play that I saw where he literally overhead suplexed a running back during a football game. And both times was very fortunate that he did not get flagged for it, at least from what I saw. And if he does that in the SEC, he's not only going to put a target on his back in a way, but also it's college football. The officiating is probably going to be a decent amount better compared to maybe the high school officiating that he's getting right now. So that's going to get called more often, bottom line, when he gets to college ball. So maybe he needs to be a little bit careful and maybe tone it down just a touch. But either way, got a real nasty mean streak to him. So with all this being said, 
you're probably still wondering, so what should be the expectation for Montague Rams the second heading into year one? Well, this is all going to depend on, in my opinion, when he enrolls. If Montague enrolls in January, he's an early enrollee, he gets a head start in college football strength and conditioning, and he also gets to go through spring practice. He can kind of work on his pass rushing a little bit, which I think he does need to add some moves to his repertoire. And, you know, again, take the time to add some size, bulk up in a good way, so that therefore he can stay in a game longer against these SEC offensive tackles who, again, where the majority of them are going to probably be 285, 290, or heavier than that. So Montague being 235 right now, yeah, don't want to have that happening. If he ends up enrolling, say, in June or July, and then just goes through August camp and goes straight into the season, Montague's not going to get as much time to do that, and therefore I think it'd be a little bit, not dangerous per se, but I don't think the coaching staff want to put him out there as much if that's when he ends up enrolling. I do think that Montague Rams could potentially see some time as a reserve defensive end on the field this next season because Jordan Stride is going to be exhausting all of his eligibility after this year. And Jordan Birch, if he ends up having a phenomenal junior season, y'all, Jordan Birch could just go ahead and bounce to the NFL. That is definitely a scenario that we could see happen. And if that ends up taking place, the only guy behind those two that right now South Carolina fans can be very comfortable seeing go out there as a starter on this defensive line would be Terrell Dawkins. No offense to the other guys that are in the reserves at the defensive end edge position, but I'm sorry. None of those guys scream SEC starting defensive ends to me. They, they just don't. So Montague Rams, for that reason, he's a big get. But at the same time, we don't need to be just throwing him out there if he doesn't get as much time to develop both on and off the field. So if he gets here in January, he could end up maybe seeing, I don't know, 15 to 25 snaps a game right off the bat. If he ends up getting here in the summertime in June or July, then probably still get some snaps, but it'd be a lot more sparse. And some of the bigger matchups, maybe you won't see him out there as much. But either way, this is still a pretty big get for South Carolina. And again, obviously continues the recruiting momentum for this weekend. He's the second commit after, of course, Carson Hobbs committed yesterday. And he's the 14th commit overall now for the 2023 recruiting class. Of course, Gamecock fans are hoping that we are not done yet. Marquis Anderson, a four-star interior offensive lineman out of Dorman High School in Roebuck, South Carolina, will be announcing tomorrow around 3 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, maybe 3.15, both on social media and on YouTube. But after what John Garcia Jr. said, of course, in our conversation this past week and from the stuff I've been reading on Marquis Anderson up to this point, uh, it does seem like a little coin flip. Maybe there's a little bit more confidence now on South Carolina's side the farther along we have gotten and the closer we've gotten towards his commitment date. But, again, North Carolina cannot be counted out here. And he could end up still a Tar Heel at the end of the day. So, we'll just have to see what happens with all of that. And, again, as I mentioned the other day, Bob Olay pushed his commitment date back a little bit. So, expect that one to take a little bit longer before he makes his final decision. But, again, another solid pickup here for Shane Beamer and this coaching staff. And they hope to keep things rolling for the rest of this weekend. With that being said, y'all, that's going to do it for me on today's Quick reaction to Montague Rams' commitment. Welcome home, Montague Rams. We're glad to have you as part of the Gamecock family. And for the rest of y'all, hope y'all enjoyed today's show. I'll catch you all again on Monday.